0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus. I'm Tess Taylor. My guests today here are from the city of Brainerd. We have Jennifer Bergman. She is the Brainerd city administrator. Also joining us today, Paul Sandy, the city engineer and public works director. Jennifer, Paul, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks so much, Tess. Yay. Well, let's start maybe with you, Jennifer. I know you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about before we talk with Paul. Um, One of the things
1: is the American Rescue Plan funds. Get us up to date on that. You bet. So um, I know I've talked about this in the past, but maybe just a little refresher. So these are funds that we are receiving from the federal government. The city of Brainerd is going to get about $1.4 million. We've already received... received half of it Mm -hmm. in 2021. We're going to receive the second half in 2022. And these were really funds that were appropriated um, because of the the COVID pandemic. Sure. So the funds can be used for public health and negative impacts uh, from the pandemic. They can be used to provide premium pay to essential workers, uh, provide government services to the extent that we had lost revenue due to the pandemic, and then we can use them for investments in water, sewer, and broadband. So the city has until December 31st of 2024 to commit the funds. Oh, wow. Okay. And then we have until December 31st of 26 to spend them. So we did have a work session with the council um, in February. And one of the things that they said is, let's take our time. Let's make sure that the investment that we're making with these funds and what we're doing is well spent and, and has an impact in our community for the city of Brainerd. So the council considered a few different projects in three kind of general categories. Our core infrastructure, future capital, and then projects that maybe we wouldn't do Mm -hmm. without the America Rescue Plan dollars. And the council really decided that that these funds should be used in our core infrastructure and in our future capital. Um, Things like our gully remediation project or street sanitary storm improvements. Mm -hmm. And then on future capital needs, things like park improvements. So we'll continue to talk about this. We are going to bring back some recommendations to the council. The other thing is we decided we'd use maybe bigger chunks of funds in fewer projects. So we're going to have to report on all of this and the federal government sometimes is, you know, has a lot of reporting requirements. So also to take make it easy administratively too.
0: Are there is there any chance for public input on this or has there been? What is that status?
1: Yeah I mean always. Uh, so we did have a work session of course that was open to the public oh, but okay. we are always interested in hearing what the community thinks and mm-hmm. where they'd like to see these dollars go. So absolutely.
0: Okay if residents want to reach out to you what's the best way to do that or is there a forum on your
1: website? There isn't but I would say the best way to do it is just to call City Hall. Okay. Um, ask to talk to me. You can certainly talk to your council members as. Well,
0: excellent, okey doke, and I know you always like to bring us up to speed on a little bit of code enforcement on some things that might be happening here in the city.
1: What can you tell us, Jennifer? We do, of course, with spring right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feeling we... more like it. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> I know. So we uh, start talking about code enforcement, and really the city council this year has talked more about code enforcement. They did have a workshop in January to kind of talk about what they want to do and how they want to handle code enforcement. As you know, our code governs things like long grass or junk vehicle or debris in the yard. Mm-hmm. And every city handles things a little bit differently. Some cities are very proactive and some cities are more reactive. So we really wanted to hear what the council wanted to do and how they wanted to guide us and, and guide our city. Um, they decided really they want to focus on complaint-based only code enforcement. So that means, you know, if you are concerned, you have a neighbor um, to call City Hall and let us know and not be proactive. Mm-hmm. The goal of code enforcement really is to keep our city looking nice, of right? course. Yeah. So they, but we don't want to be punitive either, right? You know what we really want is for people to comply and and have nice looking properties and yards, of course. So they looked at our fines and really reduced it. It used to say that you could get up to a two thousand dollar fine per um,
0: violation, or
1: right? Yeah. So they reduced that okay. to a hundred, two hundred and 300 per violation. Then after the third one, that would go before safety and public works to decide what to do Mm -hmm. next. So um, they'll continue to talk about this, but really kind of looking at changing that ordinance to kind of be more, more friendly and try to, incentivize people.
0: Did that kind of start uh, during the pandemic, too? Because was it, weren't there some changes made as we got in and people were like lightening up a little bit on some of those things? And I mean, we do have to keep a certain, you know, standard for it. But how, what was that development?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, they went to complaint based only during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. and I think they really felt like that worked. That works better. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yep. All right. Very good, Jennifer. Anything else that you want to add on on your side of the table here? No, I
1: think Paul has all the fun <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Jennifer and Paul. Let's uh, let's begin with you. Uh, the first thing on your list here is to talk about the Mississippi Landing Trailhead Park. I know people are a bit excited about this.
2: Yeah, we're excited. Um, so. Um, we contracted with WSB to provide engineering services uh, for our LCCMR funds. Uh, we were awarded $2.85 million in those funds to construct uh, the Mississippi Landing Trailhead Park. Um, we're actually out for bids here this week, and so wow. we're going to be uh, moving forward with the project. And, um, this is the area that's right across from the high school football fields next to the river. So if you can kind of imagine that East River Road area down below the high rise building, there's that asphalt parking lot that Mm -hmm. I think the school district uses during the year. Um, we're going to be moving all of that parking on the street into a diagonal parking area. And then that area of the parking lot will turn into the newest city park.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
2: Yeah. So it's going to be fantastic. Mm. Um, Some of the features in the park, uh, a promenade, river overlook, uh, some bathrooms, uh, tiered seating and an amphitheater, uh, a teaching center, uh, canoe kayak launch and, uh, a hill overlook. Um,
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. So it'll be a, a really nice amenity in Brainerd, um. You know, our our estimates are coming in a little bit high right now based Mm -hmm. on the construction industry and things. So of course you know, um the way the funds were kind of allocated, uh we had to separate out the amphitheater structure and the river steps as like alternate bids. So the contractor will still bid on those items. Okay. But if the funding is not available, those will not get constructed. So the amphitheater structure and the river steps are kind of a separate portion of this. And if the funds are available, we're going to construct those, but if they're not, um, we'll be looking for alternative sources of funding to get those done at a future date.
0: And what is funding it, right? What are those funding sources as we speak?
2: Um, so right now it's just the LCCMR funds, the $2.85 million. Yep. Um, we will be looking for grant or donors or, you know, naming rights on the, the amphitheater or something like sure. that to where we can get that. That, that structure is really important to the park. Mm-hmm. But LCCMR being more of an educational um, type of organization, um, you know, that the teaching center had more of an educational component. We were trying to do some, you know, switching of things back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't feel like the amphitheater had that educational type, um, component to it. And therefore, you know, they said, if the funds are available, go ahead and construct it. If they're not, then you can't, you know, switch something else out in place for the amphitheater. So,
0: okay, yeah. and I'm guess there's, I'm guessing there's a bit of a waiting game. But people always want to say, okay, when when is it going to be? going? when are we? When is he going to start construction? When is it going to be ready? Do you have any sort of a timeline uh, or hopes of a timeline? for Right. That?
2: So I think we're going to get in the ground as soon as we can with uh, frost coming out. Okay, and then it's going to be an all summer type construction project. So. Um, You could probably anticipate that it would be, you know, possibly open by the fall, but most likely it'll be a next spring kind of grand opening, ribbon-cutting, because we'll have punch list items and all those things to wrap the project up at the end of the year.
1: Sure, that's exciting, though. It is. Long time in the planning for this part. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, I mean... We're sitting
0: on a gold mine there, I think. It's great. Fantastic. All right. And we've got a reconstruction project going on in the North Brainerd area. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So um, this project, uh, we'll be having a public hearing on April 4th uh, for the um, improvement itself. But So uh, this is a large reconstruction project in North Brainerd. It consists of uh, removing all of the old concrete pavements. There's streets that were constructed up in North Brainerd. Back in the early 1900s, they still have the old concrete pavement underneath, all of the original storm sewer, and so all of that stuff is going to be removed with this project. That's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, There was, uh, you know, we have some localized flooding and other issues up there because of the storm sewer that Mm -hmm. was constructed in those times is really small, and so those will all be addressed with this project. Um, Areas like North 6th Street, we're going to be putting the median uh, back in from- washington street up to gregory park so as you're heading like north up south 6th street or uh, highway 371b you'll notice that you have a like a really nice view of gregory park oh Um, cool and so that grass median will be returned to that street it's really wide right now and there's no um, real use for that space so um, we had a meeting with the north brainerd residents and i think this is a priority um, of the city council to return that boulevard type uh, median to that area of North Brainerd.
0: And forgive me, I'm not 100% familiar with that area, but what about the parking situation? Does that allow for parking still?
2: Yep. So there'll be on-street parking on all these streets on both sides. So all the streets will have um, those amenities. Um, There'll be some curb extensions at all of our intersections for like pedestrians. So if you travel around Garfield School in Northeast Brainerd, we did that a few years ago. Um, Had really good success with, you know, pedestrian accommodations and It gets the pedestrian out into the street a little more to be able to look both ways and decreases (laughs) the crossing distance for them. So um, especially around Gregory Park, where we have a lot of pedestrian and uh, that type of activity, we wanted to make it safer um, around the park and slow speeds down. So um, really, really exciting project. Um, We're estimating it to be over $4 million. So it's a huge investment to the North Brainerd neighborhood and Um, In front of the hospital, especially, where we have a lot of pedestrian traffic.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. All right. Uh, We heard a little bit last week or the week before about uh, the water tower again, the Historic Water Tower in downtown Brainerd. Bring us up to speed on what's going on with that.
2: Yeah, so this is a really exciting project and something that I'm really enjoying being a part of. So the Historic Water Tower Committee has been working on this for years. Um, They applied for a small Minnesota Historical Society grant to design a roof system for the water tower, mm-hmm. and then look at some of the other um, elements in needs, such as the stairs, um, the windows, and the interior lighting in that structure. Okay. Um, so once that design was done and that grant was closed out, um, us as city staff and the water tower committee applied for a large grant through the Historical Society, and we were successful in that. So okay. the Historical Society uh, set aside $162,000 in funds, wow. and uh, the city matched that. Uh, we set aside one hundred thousand dollars a year, I think, for three years, um, to um, help the water tower committee out and these types of things. And so the roof will be going on that structure this summer. So is it a really
0: rubber c- roof, were they saying, or some something like that?
2: Yeah, right? it's like it's a low slope rubber roof. You won't be able to see it right um, from the street or any direction. Um, that's part of the historical aspect of that mm-hmm. is right now, the you can't see a roof structure. that uh, water tower used to have a concrete roof on it. Um, way back when it was constructed um, it was deconstructed because of the weight of the concrete roof and things and so that structure's been like the way it is for many years Mm -hmm. and so that kind of takes on the historical aspect itself. Sure. And so uh, we'll be um, reconstructing just a small low slope roof that sits below the current roof line. Okay. And um, you know connecting all the roof drains and everything up and That's really the first part of this. Um, It's keeping the water out of the bowl. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think we'll be working with the Water Tower Committee on um, another small grant to look at the exterior stucco. Gotcha.
0: The stuff that we've noticed has been falling off, and that's kind of been a hazard. so. So
2: then, you know, another small grant, and then hopefully another large grant to repair the exterior stucco. Exciting. And that's kind of the last phase of that. And so...
0: And is the committee still looking for donations and help to do some of the funding, or is that kind of along the side now?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, the committee's always looking for donors. Um, A lot of their work, you know, their advertisement and their, um, you know... uh, the stuff they do to get more donations requires funding up front. You know, you know some of the activities sure. they do and things like that. And those funds go to just help garner more funds. And so okay. um, I think any time that um, a citizen or someone is willing to donate to that effort, okay. um, you know, we have uh, kind of a long road ahead of us still. But this is a great first step.
1: And the other thing that I'd say to Tess is that we also have seats available on the Water Tower Committee. So if there's anybody uh-huh. out there who is interested in, sure. in taking a more active role, in this, we would encourage them to apply to be on the Water Tower Committee. Can
0: they do that through your website? They They sure sure can. can.
1: Excellent. All right. We'll
0: send them there. Uh, Talking about now the Cuyuna Lake State Trail, there's been some buzz nos. we're getting into spring, even though people still biking during the winter, we've noticed. Where are we on that?
2: Yeah. So um, back a couple years ago, the city was awarded $1.1 million from the DNR. To construct um, a connection segment of the Kyan Lake State Trail, so we have this large gap in our trail system. If you know where 28th Street Southeast is and where the MP Center is, there's a large gap between 28th Street and where our current Buffalo Hills Trail starts in by Norwood Street in okay. that Southeast Brainerd area. Um, so this is that was the funding for that segment of trail. Um, the 1.1 million we're using to construct. We did this in three segments, so. This summer, you'll see two of the segments get constructed Mm -hmm. with that funding. And then the city put in a bonding request to the legislature this year for $2 million of additional funding to complete that connection. And um, it's in the governor's bonding proposal. We've been working with the governor's staff on making sure the language is correct and things are reading right so that we have access to those funds at a later date. Um, And so we're hoping that with this project and our 2025 reconstruction of Highway 210, that the trail will be complete from Lum Park at the city limits all the way to the Paul Bunyan Trail, and then wow. you know that would all be designated as the Brainerd segment of the Cuyahoga Lake State Trail, ready for a connection from Riverton. So
0: love that. Yeah, that's be- the overall
2: goal vision. Okay. Um, you know, we have three or four years of work to do yet, mm-hmm. and to get everything connected. But we have a very good foundation of existing trails in place that we're just trying to. Uh, connect, up.
0: connect together. Yep. Excellent. All right. Uh, a couple other things before we let you guys go here. The Highway 210. Oh, there it is. Reconstruction. <laughs> Let's get after it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've been working very diligently with Mindot staff on this process. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously a huge project. A lot of public input has already been received. MnDOT is currently working on uh, the preliminary layout. And what that is is kind of the geometric design of the roadway. Um, once that's kind of complete, they'll be coming out back to the public for another round of engagement. So um, as a corridor business owner, as residents, you know, be looking out for those uh, types of um, communications from MnDOT. That should be sometime in like the, the spring, the summer is when we're kind of anticipating that. Okay. Um, right now, it's kind of an exciting time for the city because they're starting to talk about the um, the aesthetic of the highway and what the city can do um, to really make this um, something we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're having a public um, whiteboard session on March 29th at City Hall from 6 to 8 p.m. And that's for the corridor businesses to come in and give us an idea of what amenities they would like to see within the highway. So nice benches, colored concrete, you know, street trees, all of that stuff is mm-hmm. going to be discussed. Okay. From that, you know, we'll be setting aside uh, three council members and the mayor and um, three to four corridor business owners to represent that community on a working group that'll work with MnDOT and come up with the overall vision of the corridor. Wow. Um, there's a an example of this document in the last city council packet. And so if you're interested, go and look at that. Um, oh, the nice. city of Bowabick went through this process with their street reconstruction. Okay. And it's really, you know, there's a lot of great ideas in that. And then MnDOT uses that information to kind of formulate the vision for the The look and feel aspect of that. And this is a really important
1: project, I think. This is a a once-in-a-40-, 50-year opportunity to really look at Washington Street and and beautify it as well. So we would really encourage the public to attend that whiteboard session if Mm -hmm. they're interested. Um, Provide your input.
0: Yeah, bring your ideas.
1: Absolutely. Cool.
0: All right. Thank you. And then just real quickly, anything for the summer we need a heads up on, or can we cover that next time?
2: I think we can probably cover that <laughs> next time. Uh, there's going to be some street closures here and there right around the high school, so be aware of that. Okay. Um, and we're doing some other just random um, city projects, uh, like the City Hall Annex is getting a remodel, and we're doing a, an wow. addition on the street department this next summer. So we have wow. a lot of work going on, a lot of exciting things, and we're looking forward, uh, kind of looking forward to the fall already with these things being done.
1: Whew. Paul's
2: a busy guy.
1: I going to say.
0: Let's get to summer first. <laughs> Hold up there, buddy. No. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you both very much for taking time to be here today and keeping us up to date on what's happening here with the city of Brainerd. We do appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Tess. Thank you.
0: From the city of Brainerd, my guest today, Jennifer Bergman, the Brainerd City Administrator, and Paul Sandy, the Brainerd City Engineer and Public Works Director. I'm Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. And remember, you can always listen to Community Focus anytime online through our website. That's 1067WJJY.com. And you can also pull it up through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.